this episode of Another Way to See It, the coaches focus on the holidays. This time of year can be increasingly stressful for many people, especially if you're alone or you are dealing with mental health issues. We really try to offer some good tips and tricks to get through this holiday season unscathed and better than ever. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Another Way to See It. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Randy Poindexter and Tara Jones. We're life coaches discussing issues we deal with personally and professionally. And today, I think we're going to discuss how to deal with the holidays or manage stress or, I don't know, win, win at the holidays or something like that. Survive. <laughs> Survive. Yeah. Thrive. I mean, thrive. that could be aspirational for some people. I have very strong feelings and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the holidays. We just finished Thanksgiving, heading yeah. into Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's and all the others. I don't mean to forget anybody, but there's a lot going on. Thoughts? How did you guys do with Thanksgiving? My, mine was easy. I just um, had lunch with my dad and then dinner with my my mom and her husband. So there was no big family, but uh, still struggles, still some struggles. Like what? Um, instead of you know, there's like those, those subjects that you don't talk about, right? Like politics, religion, now COVID's part of it. And, you know, it's just my family on my mom's side is very um, religious. So, you know, navigating conversations now is, is difficult. Well, I shouldn't say difficult. It's not difficult for me because I don't have to carry it. So I can just choose not to engage. So it's not difficult for me anymore. But um, having that shift, because it's been three years at least since I've had Thanksgiving with with my parents. So where I was then versus where I'm at now is, you know, I have my boundaries up to where I just don't have to engage. So like they watch the news hardcore right before dinner. So it's like, it's like, it's just so toxic that I, I haven't watched the news my entire life and I'm not going to start now. So I just get up and leave the room. Like, where are you going? I was like, I don't want to watch the news. See you later. Whereas before I'd struggle through it just to spend that family time together. Yeah. It's perilous with family, lots of traps and triggers and stuff like that. Tara, how was your Thanksgiving? Fine. I want to respond to Randy. That's really awesome that you have, started doing that because when we talked about recording a podcast around the holidays, it's one of the things I had on my list is, you know, if these kind of conversations come up, how do we deal with it? And just choosing a different way is, is the best way. It's maybe, maybe family members would feel offended by it, but it's just like taking care of yourself. And I think as For much sure. as we can do that, um, and, and buttons not get pushed and uh, everyone's better off. So, and it's not an easy thing to do. So I think that's awesome that you're, you're, or just noticing, like you watch the news right before dinner time. Now everyone's activated. Now everyone's 
you know, charged about the shitty news. And so knowing to just take yourself out of the situation is so key. And I think is one of the things I want to bring up with people is just um, setting up uh, safety nets for themselves. Um, my Thanksgiving was awesome. I spent it with my brother. We don't trigger each other at all. We fill each other up. Uh, so I spent it with my brother and then some really, really old, good friends of mine and a, a five-year-old little girl, which is so uh, filling in itself to just play on the floor with her and get into her little world. <laughs> Cause all she knows is love and happiness and delight pretty much. So, and any, anything that she's crying about seems pretty small to me. So it was really nice. And then I spent uh, a good five days after Thanksgiving, just reaching out. I spent each day uh, reaching out to a good friend that I hadn't connected with and either took a walk or, had dinner or tea. And it was just, it was so nice. I feel as some of, you know, I've been going through uh, a little bit of a hard time this last month and I, I feel so much better, but again, I set myself up for that. Um, it was something else I had on my list is like going into a holiday. We can choose how we want to spend it. It's not a life sentence. You know, I feel like sometimes we feel so obligated to to have it be a certain way or spend it with certain people and we can choose a different way. So this 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 holiday, I knew I was feeling a little tender. So I chose to set it up the way I knew was going to make me feel good. And it worked. (laughs) What do you guys see as some of the major issues that a lot of people deal with around the holidays. Well, Kim, before that, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. It was very mellow and it was just my immediate, you know, my kids, my husband, myself. And, you know, I tried to think about things I was grateful for. So (laughs) I said, did many grateful things come up? Yeah, things were brought up, things that I was grateful for. And I'm so holiday averse. So I'd be interested to, you know, hear your guys' perspective. But I really noticed how this time of year is super triggering for me. I would rather skip it altogether. So, like for me to just sit in gratitude, um, I think was really, was really nice. Mm -hmm. I could do without all the other stuff personally, but to just have a moment to just reflect on the things that are, are really going well, things that have challenged me and helped me grow like that to me is Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I feel the same way about the holiday and it's such a mixed bag, especially at this point, as we just know more about or are more honoring of what this holiday symbolizes to a lot of people. I just really spend it as a day to be extra grateful 
Um, just like Valentine's Day, I spend it kind of focused on love, but not the romantic love, but it's just a day to really honor love. So it's, um, it's special to really sit with extra gratitude and really spend the time reflecting. I think that this, and I can only speak for myself, but I heard a little bit of it in what Randy had to say and what you had to say, Tara. So I don't think I'm alone in this, but I think as you do this work, personal growth work, self-development, spiritual work, whatever it is, you begin to sort of look for the essence of the holiday and the other things kind of fall away. And like I said, I can only speak for myself. So I think that I have a lot of trepidation going into this next month, family coming in. But if I can really just keep focusing on the essence of what it's supposed to be, rather than getting caught up in shopping and all this other external noise, I think it'll be better for me. Mm -hmm. And what what comes up for you when you think about heading into... Christmas, New Year's with a larger family? Well, it's the whole thing. I mean, if we just like, for me, it's this time of year is a year when we should kind of like nature goes within, everything kind of goes within. And so if we follow nature, this is a time for introspection and being inwardly focused. And so all the expectations around like going out and being social and shopping and all of these things that for me is kind of going against the grain of nature. So that's the first thing. So I live with my children and my husband and my parents live on the East coast. We live on the West coast. They're coming in. And so when they come in, they bring a lot of expectation Mm. and that's really hard for me to navigate. It just, it just is, you know, we'll see if the work that I've done in the past couple of years has helped, but it's, I try to work on limiting expectation. We talk about this all the time on this podcast, right? So to know that they're coming with so much expectation gives me some heart palpitations. Yeah. Uh, and so hopefully I've, I can prime them to sort of lower their expectations because if they come in with expectations and then they're unmet, then they're unhappy. And now I have to sort of navigate their feelings and that's tricky. Yeah. And then there's a dynamic happening at a low level and then can raise to a high level. Yeah. I like the idea idea you said not low, I would say not lowering their expectations, but maybe setting the stage before they arrive an email or a letter just you voicing what you would like to have. And so maybe I would say more containing their expectations or, or they might be delighted to hear from like that you've been thinking about it. And that, um, that maybe some of the preconceived expectations that you think they have might be, mold it more if you reach out and just be authentic from your feelings who knows 
I mean, that was another thing I had on my list was to kind of like, as we go into the holidays, we can already predict some from years before and we know what we don't want. So then how can we ahead of time set up situations or yeah, just things in our lives as, as we head into these holidays that can help manage it or lay down a foundation that everyone can stand on something different. One, one Christmas with my in-laws, um, I, I hate it. We hate the gift thing and they, they would voice it every year. They're Italian family. They voice it very loud. The whole gift thing was so stressful for everyone. So one year ahead of time, I said, Hey, instead of giving gifts, why don't we put, uh, it was like money in a box. And then we had another box that had all the organizations we would want to donate to. And then we pulled out the organization name and then the money that we had all pulled together went to, I think, three different organizations. And it was just a different way to do it. And everyone really loved it. it and But it took some pre-thought to make it happen. So stuff like that. Yeah, hearing y'all talk about that, it brings up like, how do you set intention with your family, right? Like, it's easy with coworkers and friends that you're not like super close to, to set up boundaries and like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And I don't care how you react to it because that's not my problem. It's, it's not that simple with family. It's not that simple with parents. Yeah, for sure. You know, how, how do we navigate that? Or how do we tell people to navigate that that aren't fully aware of it? Uh, big question. Kim, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, we're muddling through this together, guys. I, you know, I have. So when you were speaking about setting the stage for like what you want instead of what, you know, holding this sort of focusing on what you don't want or you think is coming, I have on my list communicate clearly. And I think one of the things that's, that's really clear to me is that people can only meet you where they are. So if you've been doing a lot of inner work and you have this clear vision about what you want and and your boundaries and other people are not there, you know, it's sort of an acceptance of where they are. And as a parent, I learned that when you want to say something that's difficult to someone, this is not strictly parenting. This is just sort of known that you sandwich it between two really kind things because the brain has a negative bias. So you start with something good and then you say the hard thing and then you end with something good. So, you know, maybe that looks like I really love you, mom or dad. However, I'm not interested in watching this film or going shopping at the mall or, you know, whatever, but I'm excited to sit with you after supper and, you know, play a game or something like that. Right. So I think that, you know, like this is, this speaks to what I was saying earlier. It's like focusing on the essence of what the holiday is. So if for me, the essence of the holiday is to try and come together to see my parents as whole human beings and to sit with my family and to really appreciate their good qualities. That sort of looks like to me that I need to have a lot of alone time mm-hmm. in between 
Otherwise, I'm going to hate everyone. I just know that about myself. So, so maybe I say, I front load and I say, family, it's so exciting that we're all together and I really love you. I'm a person that needs a lot of alone time. So I'm going to be taking that time. And I look forward to the times that we're together, but please don't misunderstand my sort of need to be alone as me not loving you. That's Mm -hmm. not the case. I don't know. It's an idea. No, I think that's, I think that's great. It's, it's like really communicating how you feel and then also, yeah, making a list of stuff that's going to make you happy during, during the time. I mean, for me, I always need a long walk every day. I need to continue to meditate. I need time where I can move my body if it's exercise or whatever it is. So those are things that just keep me healthy and happy. And I think when you, hopefully it's the best you can do, right? Communicate with love from where you are and how you're feeling. And then hopefully with them seeing what you're doing, they can respect that as much as possible. Yeah. And and just like for, for on my end, for me, it's is I used to get frustrated when I would not know how to be clear with my boundaries because I, I didn't really know what boundaries were back then. So going into it this year, I've already prepped myself knowing I was going to be home for the holidays. So for me, I, I kind of did that prep work that you were talking about, Tara, is, is on the weeks that led up to me coming up here is like, yeah, I'm still going to go spend time with friends. I'm going to have my time. And, and it's, it's not that I don't want to spend time with you, but I want to spend time with everybody to reconnect that I can connect with. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I know my old self would get very frustrated. And to where it would turn into not an argument, but an elevated discussion. Whereas now I say it, I say it calmly, I'm firm about it. And and that's it. You know, and I I don't, I don't disrespect them, you know, like once again, very religious family on my mom's side. I try not to cuss at all around um, my mom's side. And that's why I'm in the garage right now in case if I do drop an F-bomb or something like that, you know, it's out of respect. So I still respect my parents, but I also respect myself more than I ever have. I like that, Randy. I do think that that this idea of mutual respect, I think it's often misunderstood for total agreement, right? We don't have to totally agree with everyone to have respect for them as human beings. And I think that if it starts to feel like people are missing that point, we can always just bring it back to ourselves, you know, and, and demonstrate through the way that we respect ourselves. But I like, I like all of this. I like front loading. I think it's a beneficial tool to use, right. To just front load everything and clearly communicate, but that takes some planning. And when I was doing research for this episode, accept your feelings. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, accept it. If you're feeling frustrated with your parents, like accept it. It is what it is. Surround yourself with people that understand you and can support you. So if that's just sneaking, I had, oh gosh, 
last Thanksgiving, I had a friend send me a photo of herself in her bedroom closet, (laughs) taking a break from her family because it was getting crazy. And she was, she was texting me to try and connect with someone who could understand her experience. And so if you can have those people that you can sort of escape to, or even if it's just a quick text or a phone call saying like, they're driving me crazy. Like a holiday buddy, like set up a holiday buddy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Say no when it feels like too much, you know, so just clearly say no without any kind of, this is, you're making me crazy. It's just like, I need time for myself. So have a clear boundary, practice self-care, however that looks like Tara, you said you need a long walk. You need to be able to exercise, to move, practice that, build that into your schedule, create schedules. If you're a person that needs structure and then communicate clearly And lastly, create new traditions. As you said, Tara, you created that new tradition. It took that thing off the table that was not working. And so I think what, what I see is flexibility and boundaries. And it's this in between how flexible can you be within the container of your own boundaries that help you feel safe, help you feel nurtured and cared for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really, also knowing this has the part of the feeling, the feeling part, knowing you're probably going to get triggered at some point. So don't go in with such high expectation that everything is going to go smoothly because most likely with family, it's just, it's just loaded as lovely as it is. It's also just loaded. So Knowing that you're going to get triggered and then setting things up for yourself to tune in and be like, just quietly to yourself, I'm triggered, you know, so that you can then take the steps of whatever you've set up for yourself to, to um, take care of yourself. If it's quiet, you know, politely getting out of the conversation um, with my father Last summer, when I was with him in Hawaii, where he lives, I just chose to be quiet a lot when I was feeling triggered. And that was the opposite of what I usually would do is usually I just jump right in. And, and then that's when the fight will, will erupt. And that's what he's used to me doing. I don't even know how he felt about me being quiet, (laughs) but it, 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 I didn't, this is the first time ever I didn't have an argument with them. I mean, it got a little heated discussions, but before I could catch that I was triggered, but um, that was really helpful. And I I had thought about that ahead of time. It's just like, that's what happened, Sarah. Or recently, because he he's a person that doesn't agree with vaccinations. So that's a trigger for me in conversation and he'll start talking about how, how hard it is with COVID and then also all the stuff about vaccination and that the combination just can send me through the roof. And so now what I've made a pact with myself is to say, I know dad, it's really hard right now. And just simply what he's looking for is someone to understand and hear him, but it triggers me. And then all of a sudden I'm debating him. So just 
that's what I've been saying now is like, I know it's really hard right now. And all of a sudden we're in a different conversation than COVID and vaccinations and stuff. We're now relating on a human, a human, to human level that, yeah, it is really hard right now. So changing, changing the language and changing the conversation, I think, but the first step is knowing when you're triggered, you know, really catching yourself in the moment. So I just want to turn it a little bit. This time of year is really hard for certain people, people that are alone, people that are struggling with mental health issues, people that live with other people that might have substance abuse issues. And, you know, it's clearly documented that this time of year is increases stressors, which bring about behaviors that are really unhealthy and potentially very dangerous. And so if that's something that is in your life, I think it's really important to just be very cognizant and very, and plan ahead to have those holiday buddies, but they're really safe houses. If you need to get out, um, have a list of, of people you can contact or hotlines or helplines that you can reach out to. And, and really, I think what Randy said about really, you know, respecting himself and it's like, everybody is worthy. So no one has to, to risk their lives because of potentially dangerous situations. Love yourself enough to, to be safe. And I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I'd welcome any input you have. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, my personal experience is, as I spent the holidays last year alone on purpose, as it was the first year um, after the divorce, um, you know, I had family, friends of family telling me to come visit and do all this. And I just wanted to sit with myself because I knew um, how triggered I'd be around it even if it wasn't me being asked questions it would just being there and knowing that they wouldn't want to ask questions but they wouldn't out of respect like i knew that so i i chose to sit in it for myself but to kind of piggyback off off where you're going kim is is we also need to realize that the struggles other people are having during this time and in general is is to not take anything personal you know this is when road rage gets bad. This is when fights break out in lines and Black Friday sales and, you know, you name it, that last Christmas gift on Christmas Eve that someone's trying to get, you know, it's just, we don't know what everybody else is going through. And, and we're not mind readers, so we're not expected to, but just knowing not to take anything personal is, is something I've really been working on, um, not only through the holidays, but just in general. Yeah, for sure. And I think the holidays, number one, are a stressor for a variety of reasons. COVID is a stressor. Um, seeing family after perhaps not spending the last holiday with family because of COVID. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot of wounds. People are carrying around a lot of hurt and have a lot of expectation. And so for me, it's just 
really getting grounded in myself and having compassion for other people as well. And I like what you said about that too, Randy. It's it's being aware that, you know, being aware of more than ourselves, that other people have triggers that we don't know anything about and expressing or empathizing and being compassionate and concerned and aware and safe, but definitely building in, um, building in safe zones within ourselves and outside of ourselves to support us during this, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to comment on it because actually, uh, Christmas, December, I would say is a hard month for me. Um, since my divorce, it's always been a little challenging, but then especially since my divorce, because my dad lives in Hawaii and a lot of times my brother spends it with his girlfriend's family. So I don't really have immediate family, um, for the last three years. And it's always, it's always been a special holiday. Like, um, so my mother passed away when I was 15, but before that it was her favorite holiday. So it was something that she really made special for the family. And ever since then, it's, we have tried to carry on the traditions that she started, but it just was never her. So Christmas is always a delicate holiday for me. And then right after four days after is my birthday. And then there's new year's. It just feels like it's so loaded with, with these celebrations that you should be having and you should be happy. And so I wanted to speak from that perspective because, um, every year it comes up for me, like, how am I going to move into this month? and stay positive. And, and then also just now going through a breakup, it's like, Whoa, I am here alone in my house. My housemate is gone until January. So it's been on my mind a lot. And, and just what you said, Kim is like, I know that this is a tricky month for me. So, and, and going into the whole Christmas celebrations. So I'm, and birthday celebrations. I am setting myself up now. I just started talking about it with friends um, while I was up in Vermont for Thanksgiving, you know, just finding out what they're doing, seeing where I'm included, where I can come if I need it or, or reach out to people. Um, I'm also thinking maybe like Randy said, like doing a solo time, but taking to the road again, because in August that just made me feel so good. So if you're someone who knows that this holiday really sets in that feeling of loneliness and despair, I am not, I'm not a person that deals with addiction. Um, but certainly that can be very triggering and it's really, you have to just again, set yourself up with some kind of support or activity. One, one Christmas I, um, helped, I I volunteered for a food bank and I helped feed people that were hungry 
uh, just these extra things that you can do uh, to whatever is going to do that just going to fill you up and definitely having, if you have a buddy to reach out to, or like Kim said, a, a hotline that, you know, you can call it's these things. It's the forethought that has to go into as we, we head into these holidays. And then sometimes, I mean, one year I was so afraid to be alone through the holidays. I thought for sure it was going to suck. I ended up decorating my whole house and making it all sparkly. I got special candles and got uh, special food from the store. And I planned a dinner for myself. And I was so content with being with myself. But again, I had planned for it. And I made I made it special for myself. So it's it's definitely a tricky a tricky place. I always wish my birthday was in June or something where I could like <laughs> get removed a little bit from all the, the hubbub. Yeah. Really hearing you talk about it, Tara, is like, we're always so set in our traditions from our grandparents to our parents and like how we grew up as far as what the holidays looked like. And so we get programmed to expect that. Like, oh, this is what we got to do on Thanksgiving and this is what we got to do on Christmas. So I, I, I like the idea of, and you know, you're doing it is creating new traditions for yourself mm-hmm. and, and removing the expectations of what used to be. And, and it's not easy, you know, recreating new patterns and blueprints and, you know, whatever you want to call it, it it's not for the faint of heart. And it's not going to turn out the way you thought it was the first couple of times, but it's really, you know, intention. Like we talk about that so much is like, what are you going to move into with intent? You know, what are you going to create with the intention of it being positive? So, you know, I know, I know it's hard during those times, but like hearing you talk, Terry, you're doing it, mm-hmm. you know, you might not even be aware of it or not, but like you're creating new traditions that work for you, whether you're alone. Right. Absolutely. I, I also think that, uh, you know, in this similar vein, it's like, how are you supporting yourself? Not just your emotional self, but also your physical self. Like, what are you eating? Are you stocking up on vitamin C? Are you getting exercise? Are you getting nature time and time outside and fresh air and sunlight? And do you have a meditation or a mantra to get you through the month? We have to take care of our physical body as much as we take care of our emotional or, you know, um, spiritual body. It's, it's the whole thing. So it's what you eat. If you never feel good, because the food has got a lot of sugar or whatever, you know, be mindful and set yourself up for some healthy stuff. Maybe even do like a cleanse in the beginning of the month. Can you cleanse your body and, and, and sort of reinvigorate the body so that it helps you through all these emotional sort of times? I did something, which is kind of the first time I've done this and I'm, I'm really excited about it, is I committed to a program which starts January 2nd. So in this program, it's like food oriented, exercise oriented, spiritually minded, 
that's going to happen in January 2nd. So I have something to look forward to. Are there things that you can build in that you're looking forward to that kind of help you through the dark time? Because my birthday is December 30th, Tara. So I get it. And, you know, it's a lot and it's the time I want to be sleeping. I don't want to be going out. I don't even drink anymore. So it's like, blah, on my birthday every year, I make myself the special meal that I have every year and I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, um, it's, I think it's really important to be so mindful at this time of year, you're like mindful of that person, mindful and not in a gifting type of way. That's lovely as well, but that can be a stressor, but it's just like move mindfully. And I really like what Randy said about intentionality. What is your intention? Do you have an intention for the day? How are you going to move through the world? And yeah, I love all these ideas. You guys are, are really spot on with all of it. Yeah. And I, in the intention of what I always, the strongest intention behind my actions around this time of year, because I know it's so challenging for me personally, is to make it as sacred as possible for myself. So for me, it's a lot of ritual. It's, again, my environment. I love pretty things. So setting myself up with beauty. And I started to do that before Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, I literally have my, my living room is just so sparkly and twinkly. And I just, it's, I love to sit on my couch and just look at it. My, my beautiful plants. And so it's making my environment sacred, doing the rituals that are sacred. And then really like leaning into this time of year. I mean, we're, we're entering now the darkest point of the year. Um, and then December 21st, after that, we're starting to let in the light. So the sun is, is starting to get brighter as the earth turns. And I, I really think about that time that, you know, and honoring that sacredness of this, this happens every year. We barely have any awareness around it. So really honoring this, the, this powerful fact, um, and various things, just also the sacredness of tradition that all the, everyone is celebrating. Most people are celebrating in some form or the other in the Western world and coming together with family, uh, family and friends. And my dad always said to me, and I always thought it was a really cheesy thing when I was growing up, he said, just pay attention to special moments, Tara, be thankful for special moments. And sometimes it'd be cheesy where we would all be sitting around the table laughing at something. And he'd be like, isn't this just the most special moment? (laughs) And I take that tradition on now because it's so sweet to just, even if you're with family that are, that's annoying you, you can you can drop into that mind frame and pull something out of each person because they're not going to be there with you forever. So dropping into the moment as much as possible, the sacredness of, of being with certain people, even if it's like 
well, we can't smile right now at the grocery store behind our masks, but saying stuff like have a special day, you know, like really the sacredness of just that human to human connection. Um, so that's my intention. And it has been for many, many de- Decembers. So I, I'm, I'm trying to go back into that. And every time I do, I realize, oh, Christmas isn't so scary after all, <laughs> you know, it's more the the thought in my head as I head, you know, and I think it's a lot for a lot of people. It's the anxiety heading into the holidays, but you start owning it. It's your life again. What, how do you want to live it? <laughs> you know, start owning it. And then, and then it's like, oh, wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Or that was really different than I imagined. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I feel I'm going to post this tomorrow, but I can speak about it a little bit now, which is just, um, I feel like in every moment there are infinite possibilities and you can choose the one that, that sustains the truth that's happening that moment. So if you're in an unpleasant moment, you can choose the choices that will make that true. But you can also choose the other path, which is what are the possibilities for a better outcome in the future? So we have both choices. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're a person that is a light. You can be the light in any dark situation just by making a different choice whether that's to react, stay silent, be supportive, you know, speak your truth. We are, as is often said, the author of our own story. So we can, we can take control. Like you said, Tara, we can be the light. I don't know how to say it any other way. Mm-hmm. If we, if we are present. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I may have some light, but I'm still a Grinch when it comes to Christmas. <laughs> I have no problem admitting it. Of course so, you're Randy. <laughs> I call it how I see it, you know, but you know, instead of, you know, it's just not d- decorating glitter. Like I just picture your house right now, Tara, like glitter everywhere. No. Like and cards. And it's just like, no, no, Ugh. no, not that holiday, not that holiday, holiday glitter. <laughs> that's like, that's like my biggest, like, if anything grinds my gears or pet peeves around Christmas, it's the glitter. I can't stand glitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll have to send you a photo of my living room. It's nowhere near that. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, send me a card full of glitter. No. <laughs> so, if anybody does that, that either you or, or Kim or anybody, I get some random letter. I'm not going to open it. So you can write where whatever w- you want. Where would we send it, Randy? I don't we, know. We don't have an address for you. And You're a nomad. Maybe my, my plan all along. <laughs> We're going to send it on Santa's sleigh. He'll know where to find Good you. Luck. There's no chimney in my van. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are our takeaways? Does anyone want to like summarize some, some helpful tips that we've hit on? I'm sticking with intention. How do you want to show up? How do you want things to go? And 
not so much expectations, but what are your boundaries? Yeah. And, and again, I think the biggest, the biggest part around even what Randy just said to summarize is take some time out before the holiday season revs up and really think about how you want to spend it and think about if you are spending it with people who could possibly trigger you um, so that you you've created a safe a safe space for yourself going into it and 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 then try to communicate as best as possible how you want it to go and then if you're alone the same thing just i think the 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 forethought of going in is so key yeah i think for me it would be to fortify yourself physically with lots of good food and vitamins and minerals and then really create lists of resources that you have available um, to to support you when things get a little bit maybe chaotic. Mm-hmm. So those would be those would be my tips. Yeah, and resources can be not just friends too. Again, what, what I'm always saying is like I have a stockpile of YouTube videos of of really positive talks or or TED TED talks are awesome like or whatever whatever turns you on you know that that good book that you could read over and over again and it will always fill you up and bring you joy like list resources that aren't just humans you know to to if you're alone that will make you happy. That will, that will give you joy, you know, if you need them during this, this time. Yeah. And I'd say set something up that you're looking forward to that happens after the holidays, because leading up to the holidays, it's a lot of frenzy, but then it's almost like a drops off, right? January 1st comes and it's over. And there's a little bit of a down that happens. I've noticed So if you have something set up for yourself afterwards, something to look forward to through it, and then there's something to commit to afterward, that is also, you know, important, I think, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas 2021, it's wild. The odds forever in your favor. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It, It was a good topic to to talk about because everyone has their experience around these holidays. I don't think anyone's alone when we feel anxiety and, and especially right now being another year over and stuff going on with COVID and, and things not being back to normal yet. So, and wait, and that is just, just not to add it on, but another thing to think about, Maybe it's not spending time with family right now because of COVID. I mean, don't be pressured into something that you're not feeling comfortable with. You know, that is definitely something to think about right now. True. I think it's like, what is your truth? Yeah. If you're feeling and acknowledge your feelings and accept your feelings and stick to it, stick to your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Tara. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next time. All right. All right.
If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it. Thank you.